You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Every year at about this time, I get really blue. The first few weeks of September, like clockwork for me, spell a lull in my energy, a downward turn in my outlook, and there's several reasons. The first one being that I hate saying goodbye to summer. It's my absolute favorite season, and the idea of cold weather makes me just upset. The second reason is because September 11th passes. It was a really pivotal time for me. I had just moved to New York City a few weeks before, and I won't bore you with the story, but uh, if you are a premium member, I will put an interior design diary episode talking about why I became an interior designer and how September 11th completely influenced that decision. Anyway, so there's the September 11th thing. And then this year, adding to the pot, there's back to school with all these new obligations for me as a mom and my kids. And then it's just really busy, which is a wonderful problem, but I'm overwhelmed. And so there's just a lot going on. So I had a whole thing prepared of what I was going to talk about today. Today, I was going to start my eight-part series on color, and I am just not in the mood. So I figured today's episode would be about interior design self-care because I basically just want to curl up under a soft, nubby throw, watch some TV, and think about scented candles, don't you? (laughs) So let's talk about ways that we can be good to ourselves, that we can nurture ourselves through this tough seasonal emotional transition. Today we are talking about interior design self-care. I'm Betsy Helmuth and thank you for joining me. So guys, I have been inspired to think about self-care a lot more because I listen to an amazing podcast called The Struggle Bus. If you don't know about it, go on iTunes right away, listen, download. It is so fun. And full disclosure, my amazing podcast producer, Katherine Heller, is one of the hosts. So I love listening every week because it makes me feel like I'm not alone in this crazy world. Lots of people have problems, and fortunately, my podcast producer can solve them for you. So I love listening, and that is certainly a part of my weekly self-care. But another thing, which I mentioned a while back, is that I just joined this women in business organization a few months ago, and they have this daily thing that you're supposed to do, which is think of something that you're going to do to savor all your hard work. Because I find myself working and working, burning the midnight oil. It is officially 11 o'clock here on Monday at night, and I'm alone in my office staring out on the empty streets of Dobbs Ferry in the dark. So we can work ourselves to the bone so much that we don't take time to really give ourselves a little indulgence to, even if it's a small thing, really take it in. For instance, 
I screeched over here as soon as my husband got home after I was taking care of the kids and feeding them and spending 45 minutes cooking a meal that both of them refused to eat and that when I finally ate, did not taste so great. Anyway, I have a mountain of work. I hurry to my office. I sit down here to record some podcasts and I decide my self-care is going to be to just take one of the scented candles that's in my office and I'm going to burn it. I'm going to pick my flavor. I'm going to light it up and I don't care if I have other half-burned candles. I'm going to indulge and start a new one. So amidst the butterscotch aroma I am recording today, is there something small that you could do around your house? Lighting a candle, choosing a new scent, something that you could do today. My favorite candles happen to be from Etsy. They're the soy variety and I have about six different scents and I just light them depending on my mood. So tonight is a butterscotch mood. So that's one element of self-care, but let's talk about some other things. One thing that I've recently done for myself is I was trying to eliminate paper from my life. So I stopped subscribing to my favorite design magazines, House Beautiful and HGTV. And recently I've been feeling a little blue. I've been thinking, you know what, I would love to, while I'm at my desk, just sift through a couple of pages. And even if I don't read it cover to cover, even if I miss a month, it's only $14 for a whole year and I am definitely going to get that amount of satisfaction by just reading it a few times. So I have resubscribed and that is making me happy. And you'd be really surprised how affordable magazine subscriptions can be. My other word of advice when you're resubscribing to magazines is go ahead online, subscribe to your favorite magazine, but only choose one. Because when you check out, they give you a promo special to add another magazine for a really affordable rate. But when I started with both HGTV and House Beautiful in my cart, they made me pay full price for both. And I was like, ugh, I better pick and choose. And then as I was checking out, I got that value rate. So only subscribe to one and wait till they give you that bump up offer. So I've already talked about candles, but the other thing that I love that lights up well, I pretty much love anything that lights up and changes color. You know, those kind of things that are a little holographic or span the different colors of the rainbow. So recently for my office, I got the iHome IBT80. I got it at Costco for $30 and it's a Bluetooth speaker that hooks up to my phone. But what you can do is when I have my atmospheric music on whenever I'm sourcing or just in the office. I love to listen to Eric Hutchinson, as you guys know, or Jason Mraz. So while I'm listening to them, I've synced up my Bluetooth speaker and it changes colors in time to the music. And that has brought me endless joy. Uh, so it's the little things, people. But if you're not familiar, check out the iHome IBT80 because mine is so cute. And it's also a great accent for a bookcase or something like that because it's cordless. So you just plug it in to charge it and then move it around. The other thing that I would recommend that you invest in if you're looking for a little interior design self-care is a really chunky throw. When I was first designing, I would ask myself, I see all these throws on chairs and on sofas, but is anybody really using them? They are just so many and they seem purely decorative. 
Now that I have a family, I decided to get a lot of throws for my new house, and we all grab one at the end of the night and snuggle up. My daughter uses one as a pillow. My son likes to just wrap himself around them. I'm under one, and my husband likes to get under there with me. So I highly recommend getting a nubby throw, believe it or not. There were a lot more times when I've gone to it, and now if I get home and it's not around, I'm like, what? Where's my throw blanket? Because we've all sort of taken ownership over a different one. So I would recommend getting several if you're a family of multiple people. But the other thing I would recommend as somebody who's bought throws from a lot of different stores is to spend a little bit more. I'm not a huge fan of West Elm's throws. They're a little bit thin and they're not quite big enough for me. I'm not a fan of cheaping out on a throw, like going to Pier 1 or even Target or Kmart or Sears Online. I think you should splurge on this one. I love the texture and thickness of ones at Pottery Barn. They're always having a great sale, and I really like the fact that they have a lot of oversized throws, so you can cover your whole body rather than it feeling like a glorified beach towel. So check out Pottery Barn. That would be my recommendation in terms of a great, affordable throw that you're really going to love, and it's worth the dry cleaning costs once a season to have that special blanket to curl up with. Now, not to think that I'm poo-pooing all affordable items here with accents and self-care, there is nothing more rewarding than getting new throw pillows. I just love getting new throw pillows. In fact, it may be a problem. Um, But my favorite place to get really cool, affordable throw pillows is Target. They have amazing throw pillows ranging from $16 to $46. They have embroidery. They have chenille textures, which is one of my favorites right now. They just have a really broad range of colors and different patterns. But the thing I also love is I really love a lot of their fills. They're nice and squishy without bouncing back too much. And I do think every sofa should have between three and five pillows. A sectional definitely needs four to five, whereas a standard sofa could get away with three. So if you're looking for some fun throw pillows that you can swap out when they start to look sad or when you start to feel sad, check out Target. I got every throw pillow on my sofa for $16 or less. And after a year, a couple of them are looking a little limp. I'm ready to swap out and I feel no guilt. It is time to go back to Target, target target.com that is. You'll find much better selection online than you will in the store. The other thing I'd highly recommend if you're having seasonal defective disorder, is that it? Seasonal? I can't remember what it stands for. But anyway, if you're having this fall sadness like me, I highly recommend getting one of those plug-in dimmer switches on Amazon. It turns any lamp, floor lamp, table lamp, wall sconce, into a full range dimmable light source. Because most lamps don't even come with a three-way switch, let alone a full range dimmer. And the amount of light that gets put out in your room will really affect your mood. So if you're just chilling at the house and having a glass of wine and watching some bad TV, you want your light to be dimmer. 
if you're entertaining, if you're having people over for Parcheesi, or in my house, we do Candyland, then you want to amp up the light so that way everyone can really see. So I love the full range plug-in dimmers. It really makes everything more versatile in terms of entertaining. Now this next tip I have for you in terms of self-care is a little bit more difficult, but I think it is very rewarding. Find some art. Switch out a piece of art. For some reason, hanging things on my wall, because it's what I'm looking at all the time, just makes a big difference. The other day I was reconfiguring my office because that's another one of my tips. If you're feeling a little out of whack, move some furniture. But easier said than done in your home where you have to function and maybe getting all these different layouts all the time just isn't practical for you. Maybe there's just one intuitive layout with your furniture and the architecture of your home. But if you can, switch things up a little bit. Even moving a basket even swapping the accents on your media console will make a big difference. Just changing out the books on your bookcase or putting some horizontal when they were vertical, that could give you a new look and feel. But like I was saying, I was rearranging my office the other day just because I was feeling plucky. And it's a fun thing to do in a place like an office where everything is kind of small and it doesn't really need to be that functional. So I'm just swapping things around, patching holes and starting again. And I moved this really amazing piece of art to a different wall and it is bringing me joy. It is now front and center when I walk in and I really look to it whenever I need a little bit of inspiration. Whereas before it was in the back of my office and kind of out of sight, out of mind, now it's really right in front of me. And this is by one of my favorite artists, so you'll want to check her out, Monica Schulman, online. But she has amazing photographs of New York City that don't feel cheesy. She has some beautiful paintings, but she actually lives in my town. But um, long story short, I used to use her art years ago. I was a huge fan. She had a site on Etsy. I move up to Westchester. Um, she got rid of her site on Etsy. I wondered whatever happened to her, but we weren't friends. I just liked her stuff. So then I joined the listserv for my block here in Westchester, and it turns out that she lives on my block in Westchester. We both moved from the city within weeks of each other, and now we're great friends. So it's so wonderful to have access to her art again, and you should check her out. But anyway, moving Art or getting a new piece of art can be a game changer. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be original. But find maybe something that triggers a happy memory for you, even if it's from Kirkland's. All right. So one other tip in terms of giving yourself some warm and fuzzy feelings this blah September month is to put a rug pad under your rug. So if your rug is just sitting on the floor with nothing underneath it, first of all, I always recommend a rug pad. But second of all, a rug pad, especially the felt ones that I get from overstock.com, if you just type in felt rug pad and then the size you're looking for, you'll get a variety of great options. But the reason that I love a felt rug pad is because it puts a spring in your step. It makes the rug that much cushier. So when you're walking around, you really feel a nice bounce instead of it just being flat on your floor. The other thing is it muffles sound, which is always nice for your neighbors if you live in an apartment. But for the 
purpose of this particular episode, I'm just talking about that nice plush feel. Now, of course, if we were thinking about self-care, we could go the obvious route and just start buying things because I love to save money and I'm not a huge fan of just buying things for shopping's sake, but there is something to retail therapy. So let's say you're needing a little retail therapy on a budget. I highly recommend checking out PB Teen. Yes, that's Pottery Barn Teen, and I realize I am no longer a teen, and maybe you aren't either. But they have awesome stuff that just feels a little bit decadent, and if you shop their sale rack, you're going to find a perky pillow, a silly holiday ornament, a little mirror, a makeup case that's just going to make your day, and it's probably going to be under $25. So whenever I want a little pick-me-up, I go to their sale rack and I just splurge on something that I don't need, but that will look pretty for six months before it starts to look crappy. Now, if you have a bigger budget and are looking for some retail therapy, I'm still going to stick to a sale rack, but I'm going to upgrade to the anthropology sale racks because they do have some fun splurges, some things that nobody needs but everybody wants. I could use a new coffee mug. Well, actually, I couldn't use a new coffee mug. I have 6,000, but I would like a new coffee mug, and it might be the perfect little thing to get there, or a new trivet, or new knobs for my dresser. So if you have a little bit more to spend, think about being silly at anthropology. So guys, those are my tips for weathering these fall and winter blues. Now let's hear a word about our premium membership. Our podcast's premium site has officially launched. Become a member of Big Design Small Budgets Podcast Premium site today and get access to all of our past archives, our new bonus episodes, including my interior design diaries, all for $3.99 a month or $39.99 a year. Please join us. It's a way to help support us Keep us on the air, show us some love, and of course, get even more great tips. So go to BigDesignSmallBudget.com to become a member today. Guys, thank you so much. I hope that you'll consider becoming a premium member because it really helps keep this podcast afloat. Podcasts are not cheap to produce, so your help goes a long way in keeping this podcast on the air. Speaking of you guys, let's get to your listener questions. My first question comes from my aunt in Florida. It's so nice to have family who listens. So Chris, thanks for being a fan and thank you so much for writing in. Uh, You wrote, Betsy, I am considering purchasing a mid-century modern sectional from Joybird Furniture and my question is, do you need a certain kind of decor to go along with that type of furniture? And have you ever heard anything good or bad regarding Joybird Furniture? Braxton is the sectional I'm considering. I love watching your Facebook feed, your podcast, and I'm sending lots of love to you and your family. Thank you. Well, Chris, right back at you. Lots of love. Thank you so much again for watching our Facebook live events every Thursday at 4 and for listening to my podcast. 
So I do have experience with Joybird furniture. I have ordered it for my clients, and I must say, I was pleasantly surprised. Now, as somebody who buys furniture for myself as well, I think springing for a sectional that you can't sit on is a big risk. Uh, So I don't know if I would do that personally, especially when there's so many great mid-century modern sectionals at this price point or lower where you could try them out at places like Room and Board, Crate and Barrel. West Elm has a lot of them. I will warn you, beware of the West Elm sectionals or mid-century sofas that have the tufting on the seats. I actually own the Peggy sectional. And tufting has never been so annoying. I absolutely hate the buttons on the seat, even though I love the buttons on the back. So buyer beware, no buttons on the seats because everything gets caught there. My kids pick on them. I seriously have bruises on my legs from getting caught underneath a button. But I checked out the Braxton online and they do not have tufting on the seat. So you should be okay there. Anyway, I did like the quality. I ordered a chair for one of my clients that I did sit on, and I was really surprised at how solid it felt. But I wouldn't feel comfortable buying a sofa from a place I couldn't try first, especially because these are all custom made to your order, so they have a long lead time, and the return policy is probably a little bit stricter due to that. I've never had to return one. Now, if you are going to go for it, I would also recommend that you stick with a neutral color. The joy of Joybird is that they have beautiful colors ranging from yellow ochre to peacock blue to seafoam green. It's so fun. But getting a huge sectional in anything other than a neutral could feel pretty overwhelming. So stick with a gray, a beige, a tan, a taupe. Try and avoid a white or ivory only because I worry about the stain resistance with those. But if you do go for it, let me know what you think. Now, in terms of needing a specific type of decor to go with it, they do have a very dominating mid-century look. Pretty much all of their products do. So it would be really weird to put that amongst a lot of antiques. It would be really unusual to put that amongst something where you're kind of going for a beachy or shabby chic feel. So as long as you're into that kind of style in terms of furniture with legs, in terms of that vintage retro throwback, then I would say go for it. You don't have to be strict and have everything be mid-century, but it is a big look with them. So know that going in and keep me posted. I want to hear what you ultimately go with in terms of your sectional. My next question is from Crystal. Crystal writes, where can I find the large area rugs in the before and after picture on the affordableinteriordesign.com website for the Midtown Manhattan teal and white geometric print and the firm in place Brooklyn circular striped rugs or rugs that have very similar designs as those? Thanks, Crystal. Well, Crystal, I looked them both up for you. The first was from Overstock, and it was that teal and white that you were referring to. And the second was from West Elm. It was their Lourdes Sanchez bullseye rug, and neither are still available. That being said, it sounds like you really love graphic rugs. So with that first rug, when you're Googling, you can Google trellis rug or lattice rug. 
That rug happened to be an outdoor rug, but you would never know it from the texture because I made sure to look for a rug that had a pile higher than 0.5. If it's an outdoor rug that has a pile higher than 0.5, it's still going to be plush. It's still going to feel cozy, but it's also going to be very durable. And this particular client, she was a vet and she had several cats. And so we needed it to be durable with hairballs, etc. So that outdoor texture was really a life changer for her. In terms of the firm in place rug, that was that bullseye rug I was referring to. I went ahead and googled bullseye rug for you just to see what else might come up and it was slim pickings. There were certainly results but not a lot of them looked like what you had seen from the West Elm variety. So I'm worried you may not find what you'd like there but I would recommend based on your aesthetic that you look at graphic rugs, geometric rugs. These are things that you can type into Google and then go to the shop page and see what comes up. I would recommend looking at places like West Elm. I would recommend checking out on Overstock or places like Wayfair a company called New Loom, and that's spelled N-U-L-O-O-M. They have a lot of these really fun, punchy, graphic rugs that I think will be right up your alley, Crystal. So thank you so much for writing. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share the love. The best way for us to get new listeners is for you to rate and review us on iTunes. So please leave a nice message for us and keep listening every week. I'll be back next Tuesday. Maybe if I'm out of this funk, I'll start our rainbow eight-part series. In the meanwhile, thanks to Catherine Heller, our producer. Aton and the Embassy, our house band, and finally, Affordable Interior Design, our sponsor, the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Till next week, everyone. Thanks. <laughs>